Take it easy on that cigar, boy. Now, dumbest, stand over there and face that way. And uglies, stand over there facing that way. You know That's what, Sean? So, Sean? This is, yeah. You go to hell. Oh, fire! Oh, my goodness! What's the procedure? Yo, why don't you take it down in that? There goes Davis! Oh, my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! Auburn's going to win the football game! Oh, We're coming in through the back door! It's like no one here has worked on TV before. When did you all forsake yourselves? We'll do it live! This is Get to the Point. I am Sean Anderson, joined by Jody Leone via our Discord server, where we are currently recording. I'm in Virginia. Joe is in Jersey? Uh, New Hampshire. New... Is that a joke? Okay. I Joe's mean in New Jersey. Jersey. Where else would I Joe's be? Jer- I don't know, man. I don't know. You could have been back at Rhodey already. No. Not going back till the end of March. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. What do I know? What do I know? Nothing. Well, that's because Joe is training uh, for second level football career. I guess that would be a third level, but next level football. And while he is doing this, there are different steps and parts of the process to get yourself on a radar, uh, so as it were. And recently, I think it was today or yesterday, today it was released that Joe had a little um, interview type deal with NFL Draft Diamonds, which we're all happy about. Mm -hmm. I'll retweet it. We encourage you to retweet it. Help our boy out here. Go read it. Yeah. And um, I'm reading it, digging it, answering the questions. I've known Joe for a while. I'm like, okay, I can see him saying this. But I stumbled across a few questions and answers that I definitively need an explanation and you to back up and explain Okay, that's fair. Joe, do you have a precursor here? I, no, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm not going to give you a precursor. I'm not going to give you an excuse. All, yeah, let's just get right no, no, into I just, it. Look, all I'm going to say is that these questions were not typical interview questions. They were a little bit harder mm-hmm. to answer because I think they were trying to help people and also scouts that do read the those the site to to get an understanding of one's character. So, well, the, the you can question me all you want. They were not easy to answer. It took me about a week to answer them. A week. No, nah, not a week, like five days. I was I was busy, and some of them I was really stumped on, if I'm being completely honest. But it took me about f- four-ish days. I had a lot of stuff I had to get done. I eventually what sent it in last you? night. Are uh, any of the questions that I'm about to ask or uh, go over stumped you? Um, no, I know the music one no, stumped you. No, no, none of these did. The music one did because I couldn't really narrow a good one down, but your suggestions helped me find and you like the music. song that I wanted. I know I do like music, but the uh, the one specific song that I found is from the um it's from the Netflix bodybuilding documentary. I forget what the the name of it was. Pumping Iron. Yeah, great song uh, that I ended up choosing. But uh, go ahead and and shower me with your hate. It's not hate. It's just bafflement here. Okay. First question that I that that pinged up on the radar for me. If there was a disaster and you could either save one family member or three strangers, which would you choose and why? Joe's answer, three strangers. If there is a possibility to save more people, you have to take that route. It would be selfish to choose to save someone else, someone close to you and risk the lives of three others. What's wrong with that answer? There's no right answer in this. There's no family, right answer. Family member. I save the one family member 10 times out of 10 times. I, look, I, I would save a family member if I could, but what, what, that's selfish for me to choose one person over three, right? Why would I let three other people die if 
if I could only save one? Because it's your family member, Joe. I uh, I get that. Family means uh, your brother is okay. So, wait, wait. The the blood of three people on your conscience would be okay. Yeah. yeah. If you had to every morning wake up and look up look at that family member every single yes. day, every yes. single day you looked at that family member thinking, "I killed three people because I I saved you." Yeah, because I'm not going to constantly cherish the moments at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And every time I get to see one of my family members uh, with the strangers. Yeah, you, got okay? plenty, you got plenty of family. I do. <laughs> you have but I, care, I am family oriented. How long have we known each other? And how long have you known my stance on? Here, wait. I have a. I got a better question for you. And, okay. Wait, 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 you want to spin it off? No, 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 no. Wait. Uh What's the furthest relation of a family member that you would let them die? <laughs> like like second cousin or uh mm. second cousin probably. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Cuz it's basically a stranger at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it it's got to be any cousins, any sisters, uncles, aunts, grandparents, parents. It they're getting saved over the three strangers and okay. it, you only have one, the, we only have one life, Joe. Are we gonna? There's it, no right or wrong answer for that that question, though. I it's, would rather spend my one life with okay. my family and though and the people that I cherish. I think you're acting like if the question was three of your enemies or one of your three of the like three people no. you hate the most or no, one of your family it's strangers. Members. Okay, strangers. Okay, right, next question. So you think? Okay, so you stand by your answer there. Uh, I it was tough to answer. That was one of the harder ones to answer. I guess I stand by it, but I can see why you have uh, a disagreement with it, and I can understand why some of our listeners might disagree with it as well. That's fine. Okay, next question. If you could be any television or movie character, who would you be and why? Joe's answer. Get ready, folks. I would definitely pick Batman. Batman may be one of the few superheroes without powers, but he's still one of the most dangerous. I like to compare myself to that. I may not be the most athletically gifted person. I still find ways to make myself an asset. This question so I had the least amount to, of confidence in. I, I, I will, a couple I will say things that. to pick apart here. He's still one of the most dangerous. So you value danger. <laughs> Wait, what? If you're going to be a television or movie character. Wait, no, 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 okay, no, 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 no. You value I'm being not, dangerous. I am not valuing who is the most dangerous. The word he's still one of the most dangerous just implies that even though he, unlike Superman or Aquaman or The Flash, unlike those Aquaman. guys. Aquaman. I'm just trying to think of DC superheroes or, okay, uh, I'm trying to think uh Marvel guys, Green you know, Lantern. the whole, the Thor, yeah, Green Lantern, but or Spider-Man, any of those guys that have powers, even though he doesn't have powers, he could still stand up in a fight because he's intelligent, he's resourceful, he finds ways to make himself dangerous in the sense that he can be, he can be an asset, is the, is, okay. the, is a fair explanation. Okay, and then another thing to pick apart here, it's not... The question is, if you could be any television critic, you said, I like to compare myself to Batman. So you already think, you already consider yourself to be Batman. And in your wandering delusion, you consider yourself to be a, a, a dangerously intelligent and, and dangerous individual. Is what I'm hearing from you in this answer. You know what? sue me i don't, I don't oh, here we go. i don't know what you want from me man i didn't know who to pick iron man baby 
Iron Man would have been cool. I, I uh I could have picked Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> right off the top of the head, Iron Man's a billionaire. What more could you want? I from yourself. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't I don't James know. James Bond. Nah. I'm not a big yeah. James Bond guy. Yeah, you're a big Patrick Bateman guy. You know who I definitely wouldn't have picked? That's that's who you Harry are. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. You want to pick Harry Potter? No, I said you know who I definitely wouldn't have picked because Harry Potter sucks. Oh. Who would you have picked? I'm curious. Probably the Iron Man. You wouldn't pick Iron uh, Man has everything. He has everything. You wouldn't. I might. I might go into the anime realm if I want to. I might. That's fun. (laughs) Man, I wouldn't take you seriously if I was reading that. Not if you put Naruto, but like if you put like a really like deep anime character that like no one would know, and then has like what about Rocky? You wouldn't want to be Rocky? Ah, that would have been smart. Uh, Yeah, because he's a okay. Next question. Okay. Yep. What's the more most important trait you can have, physical or non-physical, to help you succeed at the next level? What's wrong with this one? Joe's answer. Mental toughness. Oh, it says you can have. Okay, I thought it was one that you had. Just yeah, nice job toughness. dropping the ball. So this one I said mental toughness because the key thing for long snappers and specialists is that when you get into tough situations, if you mess up, usually those that are the best in in the league are those that can bounce back quickly and pretend like nothing happened. And that's something that I still think I need to improve on, and I didn't say that I have it. But it's something that I think I need to improve on. Okay. That's on me. Okay. That's a good answer, Joe. Do you want to S on me for picking film practice and then strength and conditioning? No, no, no. Because you're going to give some specialist answer. And and you're not going to have anything to say. (laughs) I'd rather get to our next topic, which you have already kind of foreshadowed to. Um, We got into a very heated discussion. When was it? On this Monday night. Monday night. During the national championship when the game started to get really boring. Joe's Twitter header is a picture of BoJack Horseman. And I'm all for people liking what shows they want to like. I am constantly judged for the shows and movies and stuff that I like um, because it, it just maybe it's a little nerdy. That's fine. So I'm all in favor of it. But BoJack Horseman is an exception in my eyes. Why? BoJack Horseman is a show for those that think they are smarter than others because they watch that show. That's not true. It makes them think that they are on another level of intelligence. It's a cartoon. I said this to you. You think that, but the reality is it's a cartoon that people watch with any – form of of media programming there's going to be the group of people that are asshats that make it look Mm. bad which is why i don't like anime right (laughs) but i'm not going to constantly categorize and you know what you know what categorical (laughs) stereotype of anime uh viewers i'm referring to the ones that dress up in cosplay the ones with the long greasy hair the ones with the tight fitting shirts oh by the way did my gift come for you by the way no, I don't think so. I okay. Oh, you got to let me know when it comes. I'm just look, saying, though, there's bad ends on both ends. So it's not okay. like uh, – there's going to be groups of, sh- of people that watch shows that are going to act the same way for BoJack Horseman, that they act like they're smarter than everyone else because they watch some deep show. I don't think it's that complex of a show. I just like Yeah, it. but it's not The Simpsons, Joe. And also, the, uh, the whole anime 
dressing up and sitting with a thousand collectibles stereotype that has run its course. It doesn't happen, Joe. What are you people talking that about? Watch anime are regular people. Oh God, the regular people. That's because you're in a sect of New Jersey that, that is <laughs> all sect. weird. You're just—it's just a whole bunch of white people sitting around, <laughs> and they have—they're bored, and they all they do is watch that, and then that's their entire lives. Whereas where I'm from, people, plenty of people watch anime from every single. Uh, category and group that you can find black people hispanic people asian people white people everybody does okay it's widely accepted as a form it's like you know how comic book movies have become so ubiquitous with everybody yes that is the trend that anime has been shifting towards no it really has okay but then that's been happening for the past like 30 years then because there's always people that have it's been It's been more recent, it. man. It's been more recent since, since everybody really started to be able to, to get it for free online and stream it however they wanted to. That's It's been able to – you're not having to go to a bookstore and get manga or, or buy a whole bunch of DVDs. Or hentai. <laughs> or that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. You can let Japanese consumerism – Suck you in. I will not fall for the trend. I will continue to watch my American There's crap. There's nothing to fall for. <laughs> no, you're getting sucked in. You got sold on something that doesn't, that isn't even in English. <laughs> they're, some of the shows are dubbed. They're dubbed by English actors. Oh, I get it. No, no. You think Will Arnett being seriously, you're like the people that think uh, Vince Vaughn and his uh, recent shift to more serious roles uh, makes him this stellar actor when everyone oh. just sees Vince Vaughn as Vince Vaughn. So when you see uh, Will Arnett or listen to Will Arnett voicing BoJack Horseman, you think that it is a little more uh, less – it's more of an upgrade in the, uh, in the realm of society uh, for the actor that he is. No. You think that he's evolving into this. The reason why I like the show is that it has a savant because you like, because it's about it. It has a compelling plot. I am not the type of person that likes to analyze things. It has a compelling plot and it has, (laughs) you are. Yeah, I am. Uh, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Big lie. (laughs) But the, 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 I don't know the plot to me. I just think it's very unexpected. It's, it's always, it's on its like sixth season now. And there's never been a season where I could have predicted what was going to happen and where I wasn't bored. Wait, no, where I was bored while watching it. I just think that I, I, that's why I like it. But I want to point out here that so that Sean and I were having this argument and we took the Twitter. Sean took the Twitter to post a poll about who watches what show more. And now that wasn't really what we were arguing about, but that's what he posted. That was what we were arguing about. And Well, it, first, it was first about you yeah. being fake woke. The I'm not the, I'm not doing that because I'm woke. No fake woke. Uh, I'm not doing because I think I'm woke. Fake but the woke. irony of the poll is that it came out at fifty votes, fifty percent to fifty percent. Now the one thing I want to point out though is that I still consider this a win because one show tied an entire genre on Twitter. Should that not be considered a win? No. Why? You tied. You tied. But but we were not talking about a specific anime show. If, if we did one specific show, the votes would have been swayed drastically in favor of BoJack Horseman. 
That's if I said guarantee. Naruto or Bojack Horseman, it, it would have been a thousand votes to fifty for you. What are you talking I did about? Anime. I did but anime. Then, wait, wait, but then where were all those because thousand? Anime wait, still has a weird little. It has where a, where there's a thousand people not, not voting for word association with it is still negative. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And Bojack Horseman's word association is positive and enlightened. So I, I take that as a win for me, you little douchebag. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we get into some sports here? Because it's been a week of, of issues. You asked the teammates not to tear your shirt. Why? What's that? Did you ask your teammates not to tear your shirt? Why was that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm too shy. Last time they did that, I got in trouble with my wife. <laughs> We're going to start with the MLB scandal because just tonight on January 16th, more news is broken about the Astros and their plotting. So just a quick breakdown. Astros have been caught by the MLB for sign stealing in untraditional methods. It's not like the second baseman is tapping his knee a certain way to alert the batter, or the, the runner on second is tapping his knee a certain way to alert the batter that a curveball is coming. This was highly um, technical-oriented. Is that is that the right word? It was using yeah. a lot of technology. Okay. Uh, it was working through the center field feed at uh, the Astros Stadium, uh, and that was that led to the garbage can system, which is now pretty well known, where they would bang the garbage ban, bang the garbage can if a changeup was coming, and then that shifted to wearable devices that would relay signals like buzzers um, to tip batters off. Uh, most notably, came out Jose Altuve uh, in that 2017 walk-off win versus the Yankees. Um, and he wouldn't, his teammates tried to rip off his jersey and he was keeping it closed because he likely had a buzzer somewhere to let him know that a changeup or some off speed pitch was coming. And this ran from 2017 regular season to early 2018. Repercussions have been AJ Hinch, Astros manager, out. Alex Cora, the Red Sox manager who was with the, with the Astros that year, out. Carlos Beltran, uh, the Mets manager who didn't even get to coach a game who was with the Astros then, out. Jeff Lunhow, the Astros GM, is now out. The Astros also lost draft picks, and this all came to light because Mike Fears, or Fires. It's Fires, yeah, you got it right. Fires, an ex-Astro, exposed the whole gambit uh, to the world. Now, this is complex. There's a lot of layers to it, but we're just going to break it down to the levels, to, to little simpler levels for discussion um, to Joe, how would you feel if you were a player on the Astros? What Fires did? If I was exposed in this, you know, in the sense that I was doing something, I would, I would honestly feel betrayed. But even if I wasn't, and I was one of the willing participants that kind of played a blind eye and didn't take any of those suggestions, I would still feel extremely sold out by a teammate. I feel like as being on a team with anyone, there is always that unspoken code that you don't reveal information inside the locker room. Now that doesn't, I'm not saying this, you know, the, the, this makes everything that happened. Okay. It certainly does not, but I, I stand by the fact that you should not really be selling out 
any of your teammates. None of it really ended up mattering because it seems like a lot of people had suspicions that this whole thing was they going on. That some, yeah, but they, they had suspicions that things – a lot of people had suspicions that the Red Sox and the Astros were cheating and doing something. It was going to come out of the bag if Fires said something or not. That's debatable. And it's, it's weird because A.J. Hinch, the manager then, he – kind of went the blind eye route and he was also adverse to the um situation like he had been reported as breaking monitors in the room because he was so sick of the um the developments and then the sign ceiling thing like he would go out, sometimes he would go out of, out of his way to stop it or try to prevent it from happening but if i'm a player i'm kind of i don't know i'm with you in the sense that there should be the the team should be like a cult where what happens with the team stays with the team, whether you were on it for a week or whether you were on it for 10 years. And if you get exposed, you all live together or die together. Now, there's also the side where if you're a true fan of sport and if you're a baseball, uh, not aficionado, what's the, um, the term for fanatic, not fanatic, um, that, uh, it likes it to be played true to the game. You know the word. Uh, we know what you mean. Just keep going. Yeah. If you are a purist, if you're a baseball purist, then you can completely agree with fires and you can say, yeah, this was despicable. Uh, it's one of the worst cheatings in sports that we've uh, caught. And if you're a purist, I can see why you're outraged. And uh, baseball is kind of one of those games where, it's so divided between those trying to get ahead and doing kind of the, the dirty unwritten stuff and the purists. So maybe fires was a purist, but he was on the team where it partook. So he was also, I guess, an accessory there. So was he right then Joe fires? He was right to bring light to a bad situation, but he was not right by doing his teammates wrong. And what, what I mean by that is how can you really trust a guy like that going to another team? If he's in my locker room right now, I, I can't trust him. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly like D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, but it, much less complex of a situation with Russell because it's just guys Snapchatting and texting people. But how, you know, if I make a comment about, you know, a teammate, uh, a teammate's girlfriend or like a teammate's friend or something like that, how do I trust him to not carry that information forward to someone else? Right. So that he's completely in the wrong. But overall, I think the the the, the clearer thing that needs to be discussed here is this whole thing needs to be totally resolved. And I I, I like to say that the right thing is being done by M, the MLB's co- commissioner and and taking these efforts of trying to get these people out of their jobs because of what they were doing. This whole thing needs to be cleaned up because right now it's a huge scar on the on the face of the MLB. And I, I some people are saying that the people are making this situation bigger than it actually is. But no, it's huge. It, it is. It honestly is because there was cheating involved in your sport at a major level by two teams that won World Series. That were dominant. Yeah, that the were two best. That were dominant. The two, the two consecutive years. They need to get clear this out now and 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 get it as far away in in the past as possible because it's affecting multiple teams. And I would not be surprised if we, if we gradually found out more 
You know, the recent news was Carlos Beltran was fired by the Mets. And the, the Mets, I think, are very poorly handling it, especially with reacting to the media. And again, who knows? There could be more more people that are taken down by this whole thing. I think it's good for the MLB to be dropping the hammer down like this because the the last thing you need is the whole league to be filled with stuff like this. And then you can't trust any organization. So you drop the hammer down like I think I mean they lost they they stripped the Astros of a first round and second round draft pick picks through twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. But that's not enough because they were a very good team. So it's a late pick. And it was like some someone quoted, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, so it was just uh, cost liquidation for what they were doing for a World Series, which is nuts to me. So you need to find a way to bring the hammer down. And then one writer for CBS Sports noted that they should infringe on the um, international uh, availability for the Astros to recruit players and maybe strip them of the ability to to – get international players um just you have to find a way to make a consequence so so severe enough to where this won't happen again yeah and i also think that a lot of people would argue i would take a world series and lose draft picks if that meant i would earn a world series yes i'm not fully encouraging the fact that they should strip them of the world series but something should be taken away from them there should be you know an asterisk in the in the record books something they shouldn't receive full credit for winning amidst what you know what they were doing to succeed. The next thing that we want to discuss here, and we you know in the in the conversations have get to the point, we like to talk about topics that are a bit odd and not specifically breaking things down, but also just talking about things that are not really that smart. So Odell Beckham Jr. is creating a commotion for LSU as he's currently not even a player for them anymore as he graduated from there. Actually, didn't even graduate from there. Played there a few seasons ago before he was drafted or after he was drafted by the New York Giants. So the commotion that he's causing after LSU won their national championship is that there was pretty clear video footage of him handing out money to players. This is immediately after the game and he's piling up stacks of dollars and slapping it into the hands of guys on the LSU team. There were speculations of if that was gag money or not, but let's be realistic. The guy's an NFL player. He was drunk. He's definitely handing out real money. Then in the locker room, this thing escalated even further. A police officer was confronting LSU players about smoking cigars in the locker room. Now, that confrontation, some people are debating if that was really necessary or not and you we can dive into that separately but we'll stay on the topic of Odell as you see this conversation going on between the police officer and the players and he's trying to tell them please get rid of those Odell decides to slap the police officer in the ass and then danced in his face extremely disrespectful thing to do and also again very very clear that he was drunk so LSU eventually released a statement more specifically in relation to the money accusations accusations and their statement said we are aware of the situation regarding regarding Odell Beckham Jr. interacting with LSU student athletes and others unaffiliated with the team following the championship game Monday night initial information suggested bills that were exchanged were novelty bills information and footage reviewed since shows apparent cash may have been given to the LSU student athletes we were in contact with the NCAA and the SEC immediately upon learning about the situation 
in which some of our student athletes may have been placed in a compromising position. We are working with our student athletes, the NCAA and the SEC, in order to rectify the situation. So a lot of questionable things done by Odell, who, again, was very visibly drunk. And I think this really all begs the question of, should Odell be allowed at NCAA football games going forward? He shouldn't. And this isn't a Kevin Hart situation where you're drunk and you want to go up with the and and hoist the Super Bowl trophy. This is something where you are drunk in an event and you are not only compromising yourself and your own um, likeness and appearance, and you are compromising the student athletes with the NCAA who takes issues like this very, very seriously. And it was just another opportunity for OBJ to make it about him. It, it happened in the post-game speech where Coach O was trying to address the team, and he interjected himself and started yelling and screaming. And, and it's like you can't just let these guys that none of them played when you were there have their day. And I get it. LSU won their first national championship since, what, 07, 04? Yeah, it was a while. That's right. Yep. But – that's no reason for you to take it upon yourself and possibly get these people, these student athletes in trouble. It is so evident. And what has everybody been screaming about for the last 20 years about student athletes getting funding from not, from anywhere but the school? It's everything that everybody's been screaming about. And maybe somebody gave him money when he was at LSU, and that's fine. But they probably didn't do it on the field where there are 10,000 cameras at the end of the national championship game in an NFL stadium where there's no one but reporters there on the field. It was not done that way, and there was such a lack of awareness from Odell Beckham Jr. that it is so infuriating to see that he could be compromising some of these student-athletes. If, if some of the student-athletes that were juniors, I think, um, who was it, Jefferson? The wide receiver Justin for LSU? Jefferson, yep. Who but is declaring. Uh, he Who declared, yes. But if he didn't want to declare and he wanted to go back for another year, then he has to deal with that. He has to deal with the uh, NCAA. So it's – we all knew that he was declaring. But if he didn't want to, like um, Najee Harris, who could have declared this year, but he wanted to go back to Alabama. If that had happened – and Jonathan Allen was down there in Alabama, and he slapped some money in his hand in front of everybody, then Najee Harris has a big problem in his hand. So it's just so infuriating that he needs more attention. He needs to be the center of it, and he needs to not be an adult. There are so many NFL players that are just adults, and they love the game, and they play the game, and they do everything that they need to do. They show up, they don't make it about themselves, and they just play the game. And this isn't a rant about NFL players, how they should just be stuck to one type of monolith. But this is a, another example of Odell Beckham Jr. making him the sun, center of attention and hurting others. I think right now with Odell, we're starting to see a trajectory very similar to Antonio Brown, except it's happening a lot sooner. Antonio Brown, we didn't really hear from him that much early on in his career with the Steelers, but he started to take that huge downturn in this past year. But we're seeing a much gradual, sooner one from Odell where he has no decisiveness or ability to make correct decisions. And again, like you said, making things so very clearly about himself that he does not care about the consequences of those around him. And the one thing I really took away from this whole situation, uh, separate from 
him potentially getting arrested and a warrant out for his arrest for slapping a police officer in the ass. That is going to be taken care of. But specific to the cash and the money that he handed out, the NCAA took amazing strides this past fall in moving towards allowing players to profit off their likeness. Now, those steps haven't been taken yet, and it's going to be a long process. But eventually, athletes are going to be able to get the money that they earned. But the one thing that still is not okay, and I think a lot of people wouldn't justify, is directly handing money to somebody who just won something for your school. Now, there's probably boosters that do that behind closed doors, like you said, Sean. But still, he is laughing at the strides that the NCAA is taking. And for once, the NCAA actually looked good because they were willing to work with athletes and help them. But again, Odell has to do something stupid and completely take a step backward. This I mean, could that... Go- yeah. Yeah, no, what were we going to say? Go ahead. I would say, could that not stagnate the entire discussion about paying student athletes? It probably will. It probably will completely stick a giant... um, Monkey wrench. Yeah, wrench in the whole entire operation because you have this idiot who does no clue where he is and he's just handing out dollar bills. I say that he, first of all, should not be allowed at in, in the NCAA sanctioned events because how can you guarantee that he's not going to go up to a player and do that? And then in terms of one, making an ass of himself and making the NFL look bad at the event afterwards, and then in addition to the fact that there's a worn out for his arrest, I think he should be suspended for NFL games too because this whole thing is an absolute mess. And not only does it make him look bad, it makes the Browns look bad for keeping him, and it makes the NFL look bad because they they represent him. I, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Guy, guys so are so talented, and they can't, they can't just enjoy themselves normally. <sighs> yeah, I'm fired up about that. And do you want to yell about something else, Joe? Oh, I love yelling. All right, we got one more thing to yell about before we get to Clown of the Week and uh, Shower Pissers. Hey, guys! Hey! I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you! And this is to academia. This is to every single loser zilch (laughs) on Twitter or on social media that has a problem with LSU canceling classes for the day of the national championship game. This is for all of you adults and morons that can't seem to grasp the idea of college, of sports, of an event that takes place with your university where you are in the focal point of the nation's eye. This is for every single person that has tweeted about football programs or basketball programs getting things that student-athletes are not getting things that student-athletes get. This goes out to everybody who was tweeting about the LSU libraries when LSU football just got a new locker room. You all need to get lives. You all need to understand that you weren't good enough at sports to play at that level, and you're mad at yourself. Channel your anger towards other people that aren't affecting you inwards and discover why you are angry. This is so infuriating to see people say, oh, I guess LSU doesn't care about academics. Oh, I guess no one needs class in college. How many of your idiot sons, daughters, or yourselves skip, never skip class? 
How many of you never got drunk in college? In every single class, you took every single note and cared about all of your education. How many of you did that? And the answer is none of you. It is college, so why are we acting like we don't understand what college is? We love the movie Animal House, don't we, Joe? I've never seen it. <laughs> we love the movie Animal House. But why do we hate it when a school is letting their students have fun for one night to enjoy themselves and watch their school's football team perform at the national level? It is so moronic to see these losers on Twitter tweeting about classes and tweeting about non-student athletes. We get it. Student athletes are a very small portion of your school. URI has... 19,000 students where Joe and I went, and we were two of the, I think, 700 student athletes. That's about right. We get it. But they have one night in front of everybody that brings hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue to your school. Let them enjoy it. Don't get so hung up about canceling classes. Am I wrong, Joe? No, you're not wrong. And you, you hit everything on the head. And I think the other thing to acknowledge here is that what brings attention in free marketing to schools is when they participate in these various events for playoffs and national championships. It gives free attention to the school and kids want to go to the, these schools because of the notoriety for sports. So maybe not all the kids are as in love with with athletics and watching their schools be represented on national television, you know, I get that some of them want to focus on class, but the, the others go for, go to your school to be a part of a, a group, to be a part of something, to be represented by a logo and a name and a mascot. And, and they like that feeling. So they deserve the right to, if the football program worked hard enough to get to that point, to go watch them. And I think to the support biggest, them. yeah, to support them. And I think the biggest thing here that some people didn't even acknowledge, and I also saw others acknowledging it on Twitter, was the bigger reason why they were allowing kids to have the day off is so that when people were traveling to go to the game, did not have to travel back very, very late at night so they could be back in time for classes. They could enjoy themselves. They didn't need to worry about any of that stuff. And I understandably, the stadium in relation to LSU's campus is a little bit over an hour. I think you got to give kids time to get back. You, you can't risk their safety. Well, you want them driving drunk yeah, after the but, game? But not even that. If they're sober for the whole thing, they're going to be driving very late at night with likely drunk drivers on the road and how hard it would be to get out of that stadium quickly would just be so difficult. I don't think that's very fair to assume. You know, if you're talking about focusing on academics, you shouldn't force someone to have to go to class the next day after driving over an hour at three o'clock in the morning. I will never, ever get involved with academia, no matter how successful or unsuccessful I become in my life. At the collegiate level, I will never get involved with academia because they don't understand sports because they never wanted to take a risk and get outside of college. They like having their summers off. They like uh, using their own jargon. They like feeling that power of that we're at the higher level, we're academics, and we are the smartest. I will never do that. I hope you become a professor Ever. in like 30 years. <laughs> That'll never happen, Joe. I don't, it doesn't matter. I'll go back. I'll speak. I'll go back. I'll, I'll, I'll help students. 
that want to do that, but I will never be a part of that click. Count on that. Okay. <sighs> it's hard. Okay, so <laughs> it's kind of hard now <laughs> to pick our clowns of the week. <laughs> go ahead. Who's your... We have just gone through uh... the three clowns. <laughs> All right, let me go first because you sound out of breath here, Sean. I'll let you go first. So my pick is... Uh... World-renowned boxer Tyson Fury. There was uh, an article that was released on TMZ Sports and then reshared by various outlets. And the article referred to the fact that Tyson Fury, Fury admitted in his training he had to relieve himself to a certain extent seven times a day. <laughs> this is not using the toilet. If you can't figure out what I'm saying, I'm not going to say it specifically can't figure it out that's on you what can't you say specifically joe because i would like to keep this relatively pg uh not pg oh, but yeah. let's pretend like we're on radio you know i don't want to okay. talk about what he was actually doing in his spare time you know for testosterone reasons i think is the reason why he's doing it but the only reason why i'm a, i think he's he's a clown is do you really need to do it seven times like what it what does they get you? Uh, it's impressive. It'd be, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you almost have to tip your hat to him. If there's an no. anti-clown of the week, can we do a hat tip of the week? I'm worried that he might not be able to have any more kids. I don't know if he has okay. kids, but I don't think he will. <laughs> He's going to be out eventually. <laughs> Who's your clown? He's a pretty good clown. My clown. <laughs> The New York Giants and Jason Garrett, man. Uh, the New off. York Giants are look. Oh yeah, we're on the radio. Nice. The New York Giants are looking to pursue Jason Garrett as a possible offensive coordinator. It makes me so happy because the New York Giants keep on. They just okay. What, what other options do they have they at offensive coordinator? Right in the foot. What other options do they have at offensive coordinator that? has head coaching experience because that's what they're looking for and Jason Garrett's the only one and they're familiar with Jason Garrett I bet they're familiar with Jason Garrett look yeah. okay it doesn't matter because if you sign Jason Garrett you're gonna waste Saquon and you're gonna waste Daniel Jones and it's all gonna waste away and the Giants are gonna stay in mediocrity hey Ezekiel Elliott mediocr and Dak Prescott and Tony Roma look pretty good for a while but you know that's just my my tea there. Let's get the shower pisses before I piss in your mouth. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All right, shower pissers, center edition. I will start this off because mine is so fantastic. I can't argue with it. Ben Jones, center for the Tennessee Titans. He is the epitome of a shower pisser. Ben Jones is one of the nastiest dudes in the league on the field. He doesn't give an f about you. He is not this massive force on the field he almost he's not the he's never the biggest offensive lineman on the field but he is notable for finishing plays he will shove you far after the whistle he is a bulldog and he will piss right in that shower because he doesn't care what you're gonna say i think the firmest example that you didn't hit on here is the fact that I think believe multiple times he's vomited mid-play on the football, or not mid-play, but pre-snap with the ball in his hand onto the football and then snapped it to his quarterback. I, I think a total it was when he was with the Texans for his and in college. Fluids. Yeah, it just... 
Yeah, and then on top of it, not caring about <laughs> what's going to happen to the guy behind you <laughs> who's touching like, the football. <laughs> it's like um, it's like Philip Wheeler, the old linebacker that said he he pissed his pants every game during football. <laughs> I can't remember what NFL films thing that came out in, but he peed himself in every single game, oh according God. to him. My pick because Sean stole the best one, and I could uh, – you can't really come up with anything else. And we said this before, like, oh, this is the obvious one. You wouldn't uh, go with either of the pounces? Uh I was debating it. I had to go with the obvious one, Jason Kelsey. Uh, he's just mm. very hairy and unkept. I think that that's a pretty – clear indication of uh someone who would pee in the you shower say his personality his uh, yeah his personality too i would i would agree mm. uh. okay well that's joe's shower pisser piss in your shower <laughs> who do you think who do you think jake's is gonna be uh david andrews <laughs> i mean he only knows patriots players so it's any just... <laughs> patriot center before then <laughs> Okay, well, we that almost was the had show. fire. We almost had fire <laughs> tonight, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was the show, everybody. 